Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Advice Podcast. On this episode of the Advice Podcast, we are talking about online dating in 2021. We're talking about Hinge, we're talking about Tinder, we're talking about has online dating helped or is it hindered dating? Why is the jungle such a wild place? Why do black women in particular have such a hard time? We are talking about it all and I'm joined by a very special guest, Kezia, who had a wonderful Twitter thread talking about all of her long list of red flag and non-negotiable factors and what's caused her to have such a horrible time on Hinge so far. Stay tuned for that. Also, we are celebrating the fact that COVID cases in England are on the dip. They're declining, which is great news. And we are also talking about the fact of this week's That's Mad is WizKid selling out his concert in literally minutes. Whatever you're doing, grab your preferred snack, a really cold beverage, and let's get right into this episode of the Ads Virus podcast. Let's go. They call you the millennials. The burnout generation. Millennials have it too easy. The stress caused by anxiety, work ethic, and even childhood. Millennials. 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 Blame it on the millennials. You're now listening to the Ads Vice podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Advice podcast, the podcast where we discuss the stuff that doesn't get discussed enough. I need to find a much snappier way of introducing that because that is a tongue twister. But anyway, here we are. Shout out everyone that listened to the last episode of the Advice podcast where I was joined by my by my boy Dele to talk about therapy, especially therapy, going through therapy as black men. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd strongly urge you to go back and check that topic out. This week, it's another topic that doesn't get discussed enough, and it's a topic that's close to my heart, because if you guys know me, you would know that I'm a big, big advocate for online dating, and I have an extensive history with the subject. My, my current relationship is actually from, from Hinge, so um, this topic is right up my alley. And what was interesting is um, my actual, my girlfriend quite recently tweeted about the fact that she met me two years ago on hinge and like how great it's been basically but didn't 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 at me because we don't we don't do that stuff but like she had hundreds of mainly women like quote tweeting saying what version of hinge do you have because i must have unhinged like they were just like this is cute but what am i doing wrong and it made me remember that from my experience of having like a sister and having female friends that women have a much harder time on dating apps than men and recently I stumbled across a Twitter user who had a thread on this very topic and it looked as if she is having a seemingly unsuccessful voyage through the rough waters of Hinge and it gained a lot of tension and I I, I reached out to her um, and I asked her to join me so joining me now is Kezia. Um, Kezia is a law graduate and model slash content creator from London with origins in Cameroon and Congo She's a self-professed nuisance and the main character. And you can catch her on socials um, at N-D-Zero-U-R-I. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You know, I didn't realise that the hinge, th- like the, the tweet was from your girlfriend because I saw that as well. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh my gosh, like this girl has cracked the code. Like what's the process? So I didn't realise that was your girlfriend. That- that was my girlfriend. That is <laughs> you saw, amazing. You saw the tweet. Look I how did. Small the world is. I did. Look how, look how small the world is. But um, before we even get into that tweet, I've, I've got a little surprise. And I want to start with some quick fire questions. Like, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. And it's either a yes or no, or you fill in the blank. It's super, super casual, just to get you loosened up. All right. Nothing to worry about. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, sound good. Okay, cool. Online dating or jumping in the DMs? Ooh, um, personally, I've had more success in DMs, so. Ooh, I like that. I'll say I DMs. like that answer. Okay, shoot my shot or wait for them. Wait for them. I am not the chirp, sir. I am the chirpsy. <laughs> activity first date or a dinner first date? I'd say activity. I think like you can see people's personalities better. It's fun. So yeah, activity. I like that. I like that. My ideal first date is. Um, 
a holiday. I've said that now. If you want to take Ooh. me on a first date, take me on a holiday. You know what's funny? I had that as a question and I was like, I was saying to my girlfriend, I'm like, I want to ask this because I know there are people that go on go on first dates abroad and she was like, no one does that. And I'm like, I've met someone that's done that. So that's interesting that you said that. Um, my worst dating experience was... Um, my worst dating experience. To be fair, the guys that I actually have gone on to date have been pretty civilised people. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but... Mm, my worst dating experience we'll get into this more later but okay, okay. there was one guy who asked me to be his girlfriend then two days later said he'd made a mistake then the day oh. afterwards said that he didn't mean it and that he was 100% all in then definitively dumped me a week later so yeah oh. let's give it to okay. him yeah yeah he definitely gets that medal oh my god that was <laughs> terrible okay next question I'd be turned off if my first date you just need to refer to the hinge thread. That gives you a comprehensive list <laughs> of everything you true. could do on a first date. Yeah. And I'm going to get into that because you, <laughs> you, you had some doozies in there. Okay, this is where we get interested. My toxic trait in dating is... I think my toxic trait would probably be that, like maybe like placed in too much expectation initially. Mm. And I feel like I can genuinely like daydream myself into like thinking something is more than what it is or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's I the main that. thing I, I can that. think of. Like I'm not, it's not anything like directed at the person, but it's just more to do with me and like kind of my mentality approaching things. I don't know. I hear that. I, I could be that. a bit mean that. maybe. Like if you hurt me, then like I might say shit to hurt you back. Okay, next question. Multiple dates in the same day, yay or nay? Nay. <laughs> Who's got the energy for that? Nay. <laughs> okay, ghosting, good or bad? It's bad. It's the easy way out, but it's bad. Don't do it, guys. Okay, okay. Last question, which is going to lead us nicely into the topic. Online dating, blessing or a curse? Hey, for me personally, I'm going to say curse. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you had a long list, an extensive list of non-negotiable factors, including astrology lovers, <laughs> men men with maggot hairstyles. Yes. Which I'm assuming is like when they have really small twists. Yeah. Do you know what? I actually spoke to a guy on Hinge about that. I was like, I don't like your hairstyle. Like I asked him, what does your hair look like right now? And then he told me what his hair looks like. And he was like, oh, why? And I was like, oh, because I saw in your profile you had this hairstyle and I really don't like it. Did, did he, that... he was really cool about it, though, to be fair. How did he, he respond? Still... Wait, let me see. Let me get this chat up. See what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's this guy's name again? Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so I was like, I saw that short starter lock hairstyle on your profile and I don't like it, but you're quite good looking. Your prompts were decent, so I didn't want to write you off immediately. And he was like, thank you. I appreciate the chance you've given me, I guess. So he's wow. actually really cool. So, to be fair, at first I was thinking, is she cussing? Because I've got twists at the moment, but my hair's like, my twists are down here. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure if he was referring to that hairstyle or the starter ones where no, it's No, like, the one that is, yeah. is glued to your scalp. Like, yeah. I don't like, like the look of that. And it's so funny as well, because another guy DM'd me on Instagram like this is a guy that like I vaguely know and then he sent a picture of him and he's got the hairstyle and he was like oh so this is a no and then I was just I sent that meme of um what was that that Randy Jackson guy he's like it's a no from me it's dog. a no from me dog okay okay <laughs> yeah fair enough that that people with fraud boy drip yes and anyone who attended a uni in Leicester yeah sorry guys <laughs> I think on that bombshell, what's your experience with Hinge slash dating apps been like? Talk us through it. Um, to be honest, I was initially bullied onto Hinge by <laughs> every, my every girl. Every girl says that I didn't want to sign up. My, my friend signed up. <laughs> every, I've heard that from genuinely, every single woman. Genuinely, but my friend, um, he met his boyfriend on there, and he was like, "Oh, like it's been amazing. This is that and the third. And I was like, "Ah, shame. Okay, let's give it a go." And like initially it wasn't really anything like to write home about. Like mm -hmm. I've I've heard of like girls having like 
guys say crazy things to them. So like mainly like black girls having like white guys say insane things to them. But I clicked that setting right to black African. Okay. So I was like, I'm not trying to deal we're with gonna, all that. We're going to talk about that. Great. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to deal with that mess. Um, so yeah, initially it was okay. Like I talked to some really cool people. I did find the process of like getting to know like 10 people at once. Very, mm. um, very draining. And it was just kind of long. And then there was one guy who I met and then things actually like progressed. And, you know, we actually dated for a long time. We dated for about six months. That's, that's, so, that's good. So for the time that we were dating, I was like, hmm, well, maybe Hinge isn't so bad because, you know, I've met this guy and it's going really well. And yada, yada, yada. Things ended. It is what it is. Um, so I re-downloaded Hinge like maybe like about a week ago, two oh, weeks ago now. this is fresh. This is a fresh experience. Yeah, this is new. So this fresh is, this thread okay. is like so fresh. Okay. Um, and yeah, like again, like I think it's been a bit more like slower this time because I'm like Xing a lot of people because I'm like, Ugh, I don't have time guys. Like mm-hmm. I really need to make, I need, if I'm going to like sit there and speak to you for a prolonged period of time, I need it to make a lot of sense. So okay. yeah, it's you're, it's you're, been you're, you're a quality over quantity person. Absolutely. Okay. Like that's why I've never really understood guys who just can't like sit down and calm down with one person. I don't get it. Like if you have something good and solid, why are you running around in the street? And was Hinge your first like experience of any type of online dating? Actually, well, in terms of actually like speaking to people and actually like dating, yes. As opposed but I to... had been what were you doing before? <laughs> I was just scrolling, man. I was just oh, like, let me see what's of, out you're there. You're one of them ones. Oh, I hate <laughs> like, girls like that. Like years ago, obviously when Tinder first came out, everyone was like, oh, Tinder, Tinder, Tinder. And I was like, okay, let's see what go on on Tinder. It was dogs. So Tinder, I had to, yeah, yeah, you know? And then I think when I was at uni, I downloaded Bumble. Okay. And I did chat to a few people there, but I didn't like the concept of girls having to chirp boys. As I said before, I'm the chirps. You're not. You're not. Seat, you don't, you know? shoot, you don't shoot. You don't shoot. I get you. I feel. I you. have done it in the past, but I've just chosen to assume this position now. Okay. So yeah. So I I had a bit of experience. I knew I, I knew my way around a dating app, whatever. Mm. Um. But I guess Hinge was like the first time that I was like, do you know what? Let me actually see if I can like find something, you know, proper. No, it's it's good. It's good to get that context because obviously, um, disclaimer, guys. I'm I'm I've been out of the the dating the jungle for a couple of years and congratulations <laughs> thanks i guess and i remember when i was on tinder we're talking like the first time but 2013 14 15 mm. like I was, yeah that's when it like yeah yeah when it first kind of and mm-hmm. it was it was a respectable dating app like it was still kind of called a hookup app but like yeah, it, it to, was... to be honest, my cousin is getting married in December, and she met her husband on Tinder. See? So, it it, has yeah, to... but when I when I last had my foray in online dating, Tinder had become it had become if it wasn't a robot, it was a catfish, or it was your <laughs> ex, or it was someone that oh, you no. know you know is in a relationship with someone that like it was it was just a mess, and it was just or it would be the person who was on Twitter who was anti men, but they are literally like hungry for man and it's like it was so, <laughs> it, it was the biggest biggest um yeah it, it was crazy but when I came across Hinge yeah I'm a big fan but back when I was on Hinge like a lot of the features that you could just have a standard such as picking ethnicity preferences scrolling abroad these were free standard features. And now I'm hearing that these are all now premium plus features. Oh, listen, Hinge, they are making money. Like now you're limited to 10 likes a day. If you want 10, if you want to have more than 10 likes, you have to upgrade. Now they have this thing called roses. So like if you really like someone, like you a can super give like, them I guess. a rose. Yeah, okay. it's kind of like a super like. Okay. You can give them a rose. And then now, actually, one thing that I do find really good is that there's like a little star um kind of logo on the bottom and they pick out guys who based on like your swipes and stuff are your type Ooh. and to be fair it's it been good? good like I was looking through it and I was like right like, these guys that's are dope. actually guys that I would go for like that's in dope. real life that's only dope. thing is now I think I used up my singular rose don't know why I did that but now so then to like the people who they've specifically recommended for you you have to give them a rose like it can't just be like a normal like and then, so now I saw a cute guy this morning. I was like, let me come and give oh, him a rose. The rose. They're coming to rose. tell me, 
they're coming to sell me two ninety nine for a room. I was like, relax. Or, or you, or, or you wait till tomorrow, right? No, it's not even a wait till tomorrow <laughs> thing. I don't know what. I think they just give you one for free just to see, and then afterwards, if you want roses, you better start paying up. Yeah, the game, <laughs> the game, the game has changed, and obviously that probably would explain the kind of your thread. But in your own words, please, for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, like what caused you to write this long thread about? hinge and your experience specifically with hinge do you know what i think like as is the case for a lot of girls and a lot of girls who responded to my thread there's just these thoughts that are just constantly running through your head mm. you're like "Ugh, this guy don't like his hair weird name weird response to this prompt like there was just i was just going through it and i was just like oh my god like what is going on i'm not moved and i don't know i just thought it would be funny to document that and um yeah just yeah just yeah document it talk about it and I did I honestly didn't expect it to gain like the traction that it Mm. did I really thought it was just going to be me talking into thin air as I usually do on Twitter um but then yeah people just started like responding and interacting and engaging and found that like the experiences were really similar to mine so yeah Mm. it just turned out to be something really funny I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to link the thread to the description box because I think everyone should check it out but yeah you was you were super specific and it, it was it was also funny seeing guys like the few guys that responded kind of writing themselves yeah. off they're like oh well you know like four of these things in the first four, six threads applied to me <laughs> like I'm Nigerian I got the maggot they're like oh, yep long 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 I was seeing some hilarious quote tweets literally now, but, one um, guy said that I, I I've cancelled the whole of London <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean he was like I this mean, has cancelled the whole of London I, I, was mean, like, I, I looked at it and I'm thinking who is left you have a very very specific do you feel like you're doing yourself any favours with being that specific I don't feel like I'm doing myself a disservice mm. um, yeah and also like as much as it's not worked out with guys I have previously dated the guys I've dated previously none of this very long thread applies to them okay. bar the being Nigerian bit, say... you guys like you guys are everywhere like it can't be helped at this stage but yeah like the thread actually does not apply to like a single guy that I've dated okay. before um and like I said they were all you know pretty civilized human beings questionable decision making but civilized human beings on the whole Okay. Um, so no, there's still a lot of people left, actually. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> One thing I found quite interesting because it reminded me of something. My my girlfriend is definitely an anti-creative, and I saw one of the things you said is, "If I see yeah. you in cargo pant, it's a no from me." What <laughs> yeah. is it? What is it? It, it? Does that talk to like your professional background of being like a law graduate? Like what? What is it about creatives that? Because I look at you and you look like a creative. I know, I know. Do you know what? I used to be so procreative. Like, there's still a part of me that just finds them very attractive and cute. And I love creative things. Like, I, I model, I'm mm. a content creator. Like, that is me. I don't look like a lawyer. My head's shaved and dyed a million different colours. Like, I, I totally, like, you're not even wrong there. But also, like, they're crazy. So... <laughs> Like it's just it's, you have to know when like a type of guy is just nice to look at, mm. and you don't like you know it's not every person that you think is cute that you actually have to go and speak to. And I feel like if if people like you know take something away, like just it's not every day. You know some you don't pick flowers, you admire them, and then you go about your business. It's not every person that you think is cute that you now have to try and like strike up a conversation with or try mm. and like create something profound with. It's not by force creatives are scary as I said um and yeah I think though to to be honest I do agree that coming into more like the law space and a lot of my friends are young professionals in that Mm. um area shiny suit um, boys a little bit yeah even them I don't really fuck with them too tough either but (laughs) it it genuinely there are a lot of people around me kind of like that and Mm. you know there's 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 certain things that like I personally value in terms of like stability you know I want to live a very abundant life and I feel like sometimes in the creative industry there's just a bit too much like volatility and like freelancing and stuff like I I freelance myself and I know myself firsthand like how very volatile that that situation can be and yeah I just don't really I'm not down for the graph and I say this like all the time with my friends like all these stories about these girls that you know they stuck with their man through the hard times and then they've become a rapper and now it's all popping don't contact me when you're down and out 
When you've now made the, the, the records, wow. you're winning the trophies, holla at me. But so, I'm not going to sit there and do struggle love. Sorry. So, so in 50 cents, um, 21 questions, you're straight away, nope. Everything he said, you're like, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, wow. holding you down, this, that, and the th- I need to hold me down. Wow. Like, I can't hold both of us down. Do you wow. know what I mean? And as I said, I, I want... The soft life is for me. I was I'm about to say, I'm about to say, this is hashtag soft life, hashtag cozy soft life. life. You don't want, you don't want no, you're a flower base. You don't want any, you don't want to, you don't want to be the, the powerful queen. You want to just be pampered and looked after. Like, I feel like I would like more of a balance. Like, I'm not going to say mm. I'm, you know, I'm sitting there and I just want everything to come to me. Like, mm. I do appreciate the value of like hard work and just okay. like accomplishing things. Um, mm. that's just who I am as a person. I'm very like driven, headstrong kind of person. Mm-hmm. But hey, <laughs> I also want to enjoy my life. And I if we can you. minimize the struggling, let's minimize the struggling. That's all Man, I'm saying. I feel you. Something you touched on, which is something that I want to touch on, is about ethnicity and interracial dating and all that kind of stuff. Ethnicity yeah. preferences. Now, Hinge allows users to specify their preference um, in ethnicity and race. Even last time mm-hmm. I checked, like, do you smoke? Do you do you do drugs? Do you yeah, education? very specific like, questions. Very specific, yeah. Which for me, I think is a very very useful. Feature. Yeah, I think that's great. I totally something, agree. Something that I like. I've seen some stuff um, from some people. Um, no surprise, it was a Karen who said that um, that feature is discriminatory, and. I couldn't disagree more because in life, in dating, you should be able to pick, you know, it's different if you're kind of, if you're harassing people, but if you're saying my preference is people that look like, I don't know what's discriminatory about that, but anyway, we move. What are your thoughts on the ability to pick your ethnicity of the, of the, of the person that you are interested in or potentially could be interested in? Um, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. Like with interracial dating and all that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm very much like just big on the intention behind it. There's nothing wrong with, I don't think there's anything wrong with liking people outside of your ethnicity or dating outside of your race. Like that's not a problem at all. I think the main problem that especially black women online have expressed a lot is that, you know, you know, talking about the black community specifically, because that's what I'm familiar to, that when you do have um, black men who are fond of white women, that it comes with a lot of, um disrespect towards black women and it comes with a lot you know it comes with a lot of vitriol and there's all these critiques of like I want they it's basically like I want this white woman because she's the opposite of everything that you are and that Mm. that kind of seems to be the the undertone a lot of the time when you when when you are kind of talking about black men who um prefer white women um so you know it's just a thing where I think I, I just see it as, you know, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. And that's that should be the, the beginning and the end of it. I like this person. This person is my person for X, Y, Z reasons, uh, you know, that is specific to that person. And then kind of that's the end of it. I, I don't think that, you know, I, I definitely disagree with the whole, you know, well, I'm dating this person because they're not this, this, this and this, mm. which is like, you know, the stereotypes or no, common associations you. or perceptions of, you know, black women, for example. I feel you. I feel you because there's definitely there's definitely people online and in real life who project a kind of like, I, they can't talk about one type of woman without also putting down black women in the process. And that yeah. I, don't, I don't understand because fair enough, if for whatever, I still believe it's rooted in anti-blackness, but whatever, if, if yeah, for whatever reason you choose not to find your own people attractive, that's one thing. It's twisted, but that's one thing for you to then say. Yeah, I do find that weird. Like, yeah, very weird. You, can, you can maybe like, you, you date white people, yes. you date white women, fair enough, but to sit there and be like, I, I do not find yeah. people who look like me attractive. That's a personal... As a person, so I, I, I completely feel you. And I was very mindful about this topic because, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not easy for black women in particular. Like it's not, for me, like the game, the game is rigged. No, it is. Our men don't fancy us. People who aren't our men don't fancy us. Like, I think, I think like statistically it is like shown that like black women are seen as like least desirable because you know, like I said, you have like black men who are already like, I don't like black women because they're too loud. And then you have, you know, the other like ethnicities, Asian, white, who maybe prefer their own women, or if they don't prefer their own women, they prefer white women. So yeah, no, we do have a hard time, unfortunately. 
that's not wrong Man. at all. And you, you touched on that. I've actually done, I wasn't going to bring these stats out because they're kind of depressing. But since we touched on it, like research from OK found that black women receive the fewest messages of all users. Um, and men are least likely to respond to likes from black women. And then in 2014, an OK Cupid survey found that black women and Asian men were likely to be rated substantially lower than other ethnic groups in its site, with Asian women and white men being the most likely to be rated highly by other users, which is depressing. I'm not even a black woman, obviously, but I feel I feel for them. And also as someone who, like... I date black women. So that's that's my thing. It's quite sad to feel that the women who I would go for feel that they're not desired. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we yeah. see it play out all the time. I mean, we've seen it season after season on Love Island. There's mm-hmm. like discourse all over the TL about the desirability of black women. And you know how as a black woman, you can't just be pretty. You have to be stunning. Yeah. Whereas other people kind of get by being very meaty. Looking like fake. And, you know, oh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, it's something that, like you said, it, it's, a, it's a sad reality um but you know it is what it is and I don't think that we should kind of like you know dwell on it too much and let us let it get us down because you also do see examples of black women being loved on yeah um and appreciated the way that they should be um so yeah no it sucks it does but uh, we have to move there's no choice no and and it's true because you you made a point about one of the good things about hinge and you could you could kind of filter yourself away from being fetishized and mm-hmm. hypersexualized. Obviously, I've never been a black woman, but I've definitely been around a white woman who has said something that's let me know that she is literally looking at me as chocolate penis. Like that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. It. She does. She just sees penis and a name. Mm-hmm. There's not even this. She it could it, it could be irrelevant if I was a create. As long as I'm a black guy, and it goes against what her dad wants for her, like she's all in. <laughs> like. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I think, do you know what, for me personally, if we're going to talk about why I initially, I don't know, I think I've opened up my sentence now, but why I initially like came into Hinge, just, you know, prioritising and, and selecting like black people is because kind of when I was growing up, I was very much like, you know, I loved white boys. I was like, yeah, like white boys are so cute. And and Jesse McCartney and Chad Michael Murray and Zac Efron and all of the above, they were all my men. I loved them. Um, but obviously kind of as I got older and, you know, you become more woke, you know, you become more privy to issues affecting um, black people. Mm. And it's something that I became very passionate about. And then for me, it felt like, do you know what? black people like go through so much in this in this life we're subject to a lot of things and if I'm thinking about where I want to invest my love and affection and you know when you love somebody you want to put like your positivity into them and you're invested in their growth if I'm going to sit there and choose who I'm going to invest my growth and my love in I'd rather do it towards black people Mm -hmm. who I know you know are just who I know are just going through a lot of shit in the world and uh, who are just having a hard time. So yeah, I want to pour my love into that. So that's kind yeah, of yeah. why, you know, my, my, pri- my I, I always say, I say it's my priority. My priority is yeah. to love other black people. I'm not saying I can't love other people, but my priority is always going to be black people. No, I, I hear you. And yeah, I always, in, like interracial dating and dating in general is, is so loaded with so many different kind of thought processes. But for me, I've never kind of been ashamed. I've, I've always been, proud but not to the point where I'm gonna use it to put someone else down but I I love black women I love being I love being black and I also appreciate the shared sense of identity shared sense of struggle shared sense of everything like I I enjoy that so to be able to kind of choose that which I would do in the real world for me it only makes sense but it's it's a no-brainer no-brainer yeah I completely agree and you know, a lot of the time when we, you know, when they talk about love, you know, in movies and things, you're talking about someone who you want to understand you and you just want to be understood and accepted. And I feel like personally, I'm more likely to find that in a black person. So that's kind of why, you know, my, I've kind of been on that lane. Looking for, what's it Even called? Even though these black boys don't show me no love. Oh, okay. Let's, they ain't showing me no love. Let's, okay, that's, okay. 
so, so okay, that's a, that's a good segue. Okay, <laughs> so you saying he's black? What do you? So you mean the black guys outside of all the black guys that you've shown absolutely no love to? Because if they have, they have a million <laughs> different features. They already. So you're talking about the small percentage of guys that fit outside of your yeah. non-red flag list. Don't show you love. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh, they know they don't show me love, but I'm just kind of alluding to my unsuccessful thus far dating life. And what what factors do you... Because I feel like you're speaking on behalf of a lot of women right now. And that's why your thread also got so much kind of traction because people agreed with what you're saying and people could resonate. Why? What do you think is making the jungle so wild at the moment? Um, That is a really good <laughs> question. No, it is. Because I think there's also so much that plays into it. Mm. But I did see a really good tweet the other day um, talking about how, you know, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know about other people's races yet. I don't know, like, how it goes on in the Asian community, in the white community, in the Latino community. But this bondage that us black people have with situationships, oh my days, what is that about? And then someone made a really good tweet kind of saying that, you know, with situationships, it kind of like, um, people kind of use that to avoid accountability and to kind of avoid, you know, just treating people with a basic level of honesty and, and respect. And I totally agree. And that's the main thing about this jungle that really like pisses me off. There just seems to be a lot of like selfishness, a lot of callousness and just not enough accountability. Like I can't, it's like, I can't say that you've hurt me and this is what you've done and this is why it's wrong because, oh, you're not my girl. Like that's crazy. Yeah, you're sp- <laughs> you're speaking facts, and I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking, do we do we do this because we are as, as a people are so used to being like hurt in other ways that we kind of like maybe is it our defense mechanism to not to like almost do it to someone else? I don't understand, but yeah, I don't I don't know if because I know other well, I think in other communities like they'll go on a couple of dates and there's boyfriend and girlfriend like they you know you what know I mean? what I mean. Three months later, they're moving in. Yeah, exactly. And I've spent six months in the situationship. Come on, guys. Let's do better. Come on. The the talking stages. The talking stage can be... But I don't don't know. Even this talking stage, I hate that we've defined it and made it a thing. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Like, I feel like from the beginning, when people start talking... Like, we need to be like, listen. And this is the approach I'm now taking on Hinge. I'm like, why are you here? Okay. Are you open to something serious or yeah. are you not? That way we can and yeah, move yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then once we've established that, okay, we're here for something serious, me personally, like, I'm quite an open person. So it doesn't take you a long time to figure out if you want to be with me or not. And for me as well, it doesn't take me a long time to figure out if I want to be with this person. So after a couple weeks, maybe a couple, like maybe a couple months, but this whole six months, a year, five years, guys, stop like it's actually stretching it like and I hate that we've defined a talking stage like we it, I feel like in defining it we've given it legitimacy that it doesn't yeah, deserve no, I hear you because it's like we've we've created stages with when because one of my older family members pointed out the fact that back in the day when you courted someone it was you were speaking to them and get to know them with the aim of getting married whereas we do you talk to people to see if you even want to continue to talk to them and then you have your situationship do you get then- like and then you get it actually it. doesn't make sense and no, i'm not saying that people should sit here and you know date to marry and all of this stuff but i'm saying like state your intentions i think mm. there's a lack of honesty in this whole dating game yeah. and there's a lack of honesty because people want to have sex people want to kiss mm-hmm. people want to cuddle and they don't potentially want to like jeopardize that but just be honest some people you know i feel like it's okay and it's absolutely right to you know kind of date around and figure out what it is that you do want in mm-hmm. a partner that's absolutely fair enough but just actually state that and be like you know what I'm I want to see multiple people I'm you know da, 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 da. I want to date around and then if that's not what you want to do you're like actually no I'm you know in this with the opportunity with the kind of potential for something serious and I'm open to something serious happening provided that you know we connect in the right way so mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just more honesty and transparency is, is definitely required in this dating process and yeah. you know just be willing to hold your L's if the person says that they want something serious and you don't don't string them along because you want to like you know sleep with them or you want to you know be doing Netflix and chill 
Let, uh, leave people alone. No, no, I can, I completely feel you because when I go back to my time, I remember I've been on dating apps with different intentions or in different mindsets. I've definitely been like, I'm here to YOLO. And that was my, when I was tindering at its finest, I was here just to YOLO. And there's been other times where it's like, I'm open to focusing on someone if they come along, but I'm going with the flow. My sentiment and something that I know a lot of my male friends agree with is you don't, if you meet a girl, sometimes when you meet a woman and they're like, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that, no, 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 no. Like they've already got this predefined criteria, yeah? It's off-putting because it suddenly doesn't feel as if you want me for me. You just want someone, the first person that ticks these boxes. It could have been anyone. You're going to grab them because you're in the market for a boyfriend. That makes me feel like this is a transaction and it doesn't make me feel that this is genuine. So straight away, I'm kind of getting red flags and I would, I'm likely to not, if a girl's got a very extensive list of things she's looking for, I'm likely to kind of not be on it because I don't feel like it's about me. I just feel like she's in a mindset where I need a, I need a boyfriend, I need a husband and they're going to, they're going to meet all this and this, whoever does that first, I'm going to be with, doesn't make me feel good. Oh, that's really interesting. I never actually thought about it that way because I feel like, um, and it's actually interesting because I was having a conversation with this guy on Hinge about kind of like defining what you want and what you mm. don't want. And the way that like, yeah, it's really interesting that you presented it in that way because I don't know, if I think about, I can't speak for any other woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if I, if I think about me personally, you know, my, to be honest, as, as long as that thread was, <laughs> I'm not actually very specific. Yeah, I can't like to you. Here we go. Let me tell you. <laughs> Because honestly, the guys that I've dated have been so different, like personality wise, interest wise, looks wise. And um, I do think it's I do. Re I will stand by the fact that I think it's important to know what you want. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to um, to have like a like a list almost of like these are the things that I want. But I think that what like or maybe what your friends kind of should understand is that that doesn't mean that the very first person who ticks all those things. Mm you know, will be the person that you want to be with. Yeah, yeah, it's just that, if anything, I feel like it's more of a guideline. Like, not every single person is going to, you know, meet every single criteria, mm. but you're just giving yourself a guideline of the type of person that you want. And at the end of the day, you can tick all the boxes and there's still not that feeling. Mm. Like, and I've been on the other end of that. I, I've literally heard, you tick all the boxes, I just don't feel that way about you. So, you know, so it's not like, don't see it too much as, you know, just, it's just a list and anyone could fit into it because there's still, you know, there's still that natural connection and feeling that you build up with someone and someone can sit there and tick every single thing. I've seen guys on Hinge that like, they don't have any of the things on my, on this Hinge list, but I'll still X because I'm like, yeah, I'm not catching your vibe. I feel you. No, I feel you. And I think, what you said, which is super helpful, is just the transparency and stating your intent. Because I, I remember in the past where I haven't been that, like it hasn't gone anywhere and it could have gone. To, and I, I also know that I actually, I've actually made friends off dating apps because it's like straight away, we, we clocked that. We had a lot of things in common, but we were on two different pages. And actually okay. we can be like acquaintances. Like you can, oh, like you actually into this, I'm into that. Might send each other a meet. Like we can, we can, we can have a different type of relationship, but mm -hmm. the respect was always there. Because it's like exactly. we haven't fucked each other over for the because yeah. we're we're chasing different things. Let's just kind of, but I also I think that also comes with age because I got to I'm 30 now and I remember when I was last on a dating app I was like what 28 27 and I knew unless I was going to be going poaching these young fresh out of uni girls, so you're cool. highly likely to be meeting a girl who's who's on more serious stuff. So I knew I kind mm -hmm. of had to be a little bit more kind of, yeah, intentional yeah. With, mm -hmm. with how I carried myself. But I think you made a really good point. Advice, Apart from podcast. dating apps, actually, no, let's go back to your to your point about the, the quick fire question about like blessing or a curse. Do you feel that dating apps have enhanced or ruined the dating experience? Um, oh... That's a bit of a tricky question. I'm not really too sure how I feel. I don't think it's ruined the mm. dating experience. I think um, people can still have really valuable um, and meaningful experiences through dating apps. I mean, I did myself until, you know, it ended. This was a really, it was a really good 
um, situation. It was a really good person who I was, who I was, you know, seeing, and I really enjoyed their company, and I was really glad that like we were in each other's lives. Um, so, and and especially I think with Hinge's format is is really good with the prompts and things like that because you get to know the person a little bit before you even like their profile. So I think and and, and in getting to know the person, I think it's still um and having those prompts it allows a level of meaningfulness that you know I don't think it necessarily ruins the dating experience I think yeah it does enhance it you know you get to see you know a wider you know pond of people yeah you get to meet you know more people that you maybe wouldn't cross in real Mm -hmm. life for whatever reason and also previously I said you black London is very small very Black especially, London especially is very Black London. Jesus. And I said, if you lips one person, you've sport your market with about 15 different people. Damn. Like, that's like, I, because literally, and especially in the last year and a half, I've met, like, my network is tiny. Like, I even went to the pub one day. I was invited to the pub by one friend. And then I found about five people I knew there. And we were like, that's oh my God, crazy. how do you know so-and-so? So yeah, I think I think the dating apps are important in terms of like opening yeah, up and especially like you said, varying the locations and things like that. Just in terms of just opening up your circle and introducing you to new things and allowing you to date in peace without spoiling your market, I think is very useful. I'm gonna play devil <laughs> I agree with you fully and I'm a if I could have bought shares in Hinge, I would have. Um I'm a I'm pro dating apps, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate. On the other hand, I feel like dating apps have caused us to have a, such a lower tolerance for working through problems or getting to know people. It's like the minute you feel the smallest bit of smoke, the, the, the smallest tint of red flag X or you're ghosting them or you're cutting them off. And I feel like because you're, you know that you can literally, as you're in the toilet, as you're doing your hair, as you're in work, you can literally be, be, be meeting new people. The commitment level to you know, sticking through and getting to know someone isn't there. And you, you're so, it's so much quicker for you to kind of dismiss someone and just kind of like the swipe mentality, I feel yeah. takes itself further than just the dating app itself. I feel like you apply that to like relationships, which isn't a good thing. Well, I think that's a really good point. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying, actually. I really do. Um because you know initially things start off for like efficiency you know yeah. they're gonna say you know some of the guys of efficiency but then yeah it can get to a stage where you know it's a bit more but then I guess that's kind of like I don't want to say the purpose of dating apps but then I'm also trying to think like if I met someone in real life am I gonna feel more committed to because to, for someone like me who I have been on dating apps but it's not been such like a pervasive experience mm. for me so you know is it gonna you know it, when I think about my real life and people who I've met in real life you know, will it kind of make me less willing to like stick, stick through things or like, you know, not ignore red flags, but kind of like give more grace Mm. in my experience personally, not really. I've let a lot of shit slide. I can't lie. Mm. Um, so I feel, I feel like me personally, I am in that stage where I actually do need to be a bit more rigid and a bit more like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. Mm. Um, and cause for me, I feel like I just want things to be as easy as possible. And, you know, we are always going to extend grace to people, but, you know, it's also about kind of, you know, figuring out and identifying who is that person that I'm going to extend that grace for. And it's not going to be for every single person. I feel you. I feel you. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. I feel like apart from online dating, social media has had a massive impact on kind of dating and relationships. I feel that, like we're both on Twitter. I feel like Twitter, Twitter is an echo chamber, but I think it's also a an amplifier for unrealistic sentiment, especially in relationships, because that's the stuff that gets a lot of traction. I feel like there's a lot of ideals that people mm-hmm. put out there and then people who have less experience or are more naive take that to be, if my relationship isn't this, then my relationship is terrible. And I feel like, we are all comparing ourselves against unrealistic standards. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And um, yeah, like I've seen it firsthand, like in, you know, with friends and friends of friends, seeing how that can really, mm. that mentality and that susceptibility to those ideals can really put a strain 
um on a relationship I totally agree and then you even have that like there's that video of these like 16 17 year olds talking about financial stability in a relationship and if you're not if you haven't got a side hustle I can't date you can you imagine you are a child go to Nando's and shut up exactly like it's uh, I totally agree and I think even like for me at one point I had to kind of sit down and really um think about what other things are important to me in terms of dating what do I really want because you know we're in this time of like Birkenbag this Birkenbag that dinner at the Shard all of these things you know um I want gifts I need to be spoiled and kind of um gift giving and gift receiving as a love language and then I was kind of thinking I know in myself like you know like receiving gifts is not my primary love language that kind of stuff is not kind of what primarily moves me. And then I started thinking, oh, wait, well, am I not asking for enough then? Like, mm. or am I not, you know, Sorry, are I'm my talking. standards, yeah, yeah, yeah are my standards really low? Or so, yeah, you, I 100% agree that there is really like a susceptibility to those ideals. Um, and I really urge people to just step away from the monitor, step away from the phone and really think about like what makes you happy in terms of and I think you know what a lot of our non-romantic relationships can inform how we should probably approach our romantic relationships Mm. when you're thinking about the people that you love how do you treat them how do you resolve conflict because at the end of the day especially if you're if you're dating with the aim of finding someone this is going to be another person who's going to potentially be part of your family and going to be part of the circle of people that you love so definitely you know are you here expecting gifts 24 7 from your friends or from your family or how do you how do you show love to them how do they show love to you and you know just draw from your experience and you know it's nice yeah Birkin is nice it's cute I mean we're saying Birkin like if everyone can you know like you can walk in the store and just they're just you you'd be selected. like yeah, well, exactly you know do you know how hard it is to get hold of one of those but you know as an example of a gift um yeah I really think you know stop being informed by social media and celebrities who are say, making way more exactly. money than you'll ever see in your life, my dear. Exactly. I way feel, more money I, than you'll ever see in I your feel, life and I, be informed yeah. by your relationships and your Big friends fact. and family around you. Big fact. You made a great point because I feel as if African-American entertainment culture, love and hip hop, all the kind of yeah. real housewives, all that kind of stuff, like, Ameri- like African-American celebrity lifestyle has really poisoned us and we start expecting certain things based on that it's like suddenly if you're not if you're not flying your partner out if you're not doing this if you're not buying this you're you're broke you're this you're that so i can i completely agree um obviously we're 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 still in a panasonic pan fried panoramic (laughs) (laughs) pan 10 whatever you want to whatever you want to call it um and that's obviously had an impact on dating what was what was your what was your experience of I'm assuming you was dating during lockdown or what yeah. what was your what was that experience like for you? I can't lie, I was naughty, I was at that crib all the time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to ya. Cause we, like my friends have been like, Oh, it's been so hard dating in the pandemic. I haven't kissed or hugged someone in months and I'm you, like you can't out. relate. You was out, okay. Okay. Can't relate. But it was one person, so it's okay. fine. Well it's not fine, but you know, oh, was, anyway. That was someone that you, you met them. Did you meet them during the pandemic? Yeah, I literally met them like <laughs> the day, the day before we went into the, the November lockdown. lockdown thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, literally we like the majority of us dating has been throughout lockdown, to be fair. So see I find that mad interesting because I remember when the first lockdown happened, there were people starting doing like like FaceTime virtual dates and all this kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it made me think that I can only imagine the the new dilemma or opportunity, depending on which way you look at it, it presented. Because suddenly, you've got two people who are interested in each other and going out is not an option. So the only option is meet in the park. or And back then it was winter, so you're not doing that. Mm. Come to my house. I can only yeah. imagine. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, in that situation, was that deterring people? Because for a lot of guys, that's probably a blessing in disguise because now they... They have to spend no money. They got to spend no money. <laughs> free house. I can only imagine that, like, online dating kind of enabled people to get away with being cheaper on dates. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't think it's like necessarily a problem because the circumstances are the circumstances. There's not much that you can do. But um, I don't really think that's kind of impacted kind of coming out of lockdown and stuff like that. I don't really think that's like necessarily impacted people's approach to dating. And now they think that, oh, because I spent the last year and a half at home, dating at home, not having to go out. I don't have to like actually, you know, do something nice and like spend a bit of money. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it's really impacted that too much. I think if anything, you know, after being locked down, people want to they want to come out. They want to show out. They want to, you know, put their best foot forward, I think. hundred percent. And. It also made me think there were, there would have been times during COVID where you want to get to know people. But Plus, people... you've saved bare peas. If you're See? if you're trying to scrimp on a date post lockdown, I'm gonna start looking at you but like, at where's See? all that money you saved? But, but look at that. You've you've assumed that everyone. Some people would have got. <laughs> some people have lost their jobs during COVID. Yeah, no, it's true. Honestly, yeah. And I can only imagine the situation of someone who's literally lost their job. They can't take you out. There isn't anywhere out to go, but the other person might be seeing it as they either broke or they trying to get me into their house. Like it might, I can imagine that's happened because it, it, it reminded me of a time when I had just bought my flat and my job at the time basically decided it's the perfect time to get rid of him. Like I got fired. I got asked to leave when I had just, so I was, I was an unemployed homeowner for like three months and I was, I was going through it. And I, I remember <laughs> it was very stressful. And I remember being on, I don't know if it was Hinge, but I remember matching with a girl and then she's like, oh, what do you do? And I told her like, oh, I'm literally in between jobs. The girl unmatched me. And I and I remember thinking, it changed completely how I look at people's professions. It made me realize how we base our value of someone based on what they do at this current moment. And it's like, that's such a dangerous, but I made, it made me feel like terrible, but it also made me realize how I also judge people based on their current status. So I just... Yeah, yeah we all do it. We all do it. And I think it's difficult because, you know, I, I understand like kind of both sides of the story. Like, you know, you're on the receiving end of this and you're like, but this isn't me. This isn't like... Yeah, temporary. You know, it's not like I'm sitting here, but I'm being you a know, bum. making this my future being a bum. It's just that this is, unfortunately, is my situation um, right now. And... But then on the other hand, you know, you have someone, and, but then on the other hand, you can't kind of always divulge that to every single person that you My meet upon matching exactly. because it's, it's very sensitive. It's very difficult. Exactly. But then, you know, the person who's now hearing this is hearing, ah, uh, break boy, ah, uh, this is that. And Ow. it's just not, yeah, it's, it's tricky. Because also at the same time, like, you know, on especially on the dating app and how we said everything is very kind of immediate and it's like swipe or like, I'm meeting you here and this is where I am and this is where you are. And if you're not in this moment where ideally I'd like you to be, then it's not going to work. Maybe in another time we can revisit this, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it is quite difficult. Like I, I see kind of both sides um, of it completely. I do. We've, thank you for that. We've briefly touched on pros and cons, but what would you say in your experience are the pros? And, Cause your thread for the most part, if I was a woman, I would be like, I'm not downloading Hinge. <laughs> then I'm not, I'm not trying. Yours, yours there were people who actually said that they were like, I'm not redownload. They were yeah. like, oh, I was about to redownload. I'm not yeah. doing it anymore. Like, if I got quite negative vibes from it. It didn't sound like a great experience. But in your in your own words, with your experience, what is your, what are the pros and cons of like online dating? Um, pros of online dating, um, as I said initially, just being introduced to a wider pool of like people to potentially date. Um, I think that's probably the main pro of um, online dating. Um, what is another pro of online dating? Do you know what? I feel like I like that. Not the level of like, uh, what I'm trying, how am I going to word this? But it feels like, so when, especially like on Hinge, you've seen the prompts, you've kind of gotten to know them as a person. I feel like online dating kind of gives you the space to make those initial connections without too much commitment. Whereas like, say if you're in real life, like talking to a person face to face, it kind of feels like, oh, I have to follow this up or there's just a bit more commitment involved. Whereas with online dating, like you can be like a little bit more detached, which I think is okay to like, just have a little bit of space to be like, okay, let me kind of see what this is. But if it's not really what I want, I can just kind of say so and just be like, actually, do you know what? I'm cool. Whereas when you're mid chirps with someone in real life, you can't just be like, uh, actually, do you know what? I don't think I fancy you. 
and then walk away. <laughs> so I think that's uh, I think the space it kind of gives in that initial getting to know stage is is quite good. Um, I'm trying to like balance it out free either way, but I'm struggling to think of Fine, a third I think, tell, tell, tell me some cons then. What you got uh, you already? Cons. Yeah. Cons of online, I feel like it's just so many people. As mm. much as it's a pro to have a wider choice, I think this whole thing of like, I'm telling 10 different people what my favorite color is, I'm telling th- 10 different people that I'm half Cameroon and half Congolese, <laughs> and I'm getting those same 10 people being like, Oh, that's a mad mix, you know? I'm tired. <laughs> you, I'm tired. You must know how to move your hips mad, then, isn't it? Like, please, sir. <laughs> Sorry. I'm- I'm definitely guilty of but I definitely would have been like, oh man, you must be you must be a mad dancer then. Like, please, like doing that ten times, it's tiring. It really is tiring. I can't lie. You have to start copying and pasting your response and just pasting no, it. No, genuinely, I might just have like a notes file of frequently asked questions or frequent responses and then just have my answers to them. Copy and paste them in. Um, con of online dating. Um, I think as we said before, kind of um the lack of like transparency and the kind of like almost like callousness that people approach things with a little bit on the online dating world um another con Mm. do you know what we've got two on either side i think it's pretty balanced no i I love that i love that before we end it would be great just for people especially women but anyone who are listening to this thinking my dating life could do some improvement um what is your overall overall verdict as far as online dating is concerned? Would you tell them to try it? Would you tell them run away from it? Like, what advice would you give to the people who are listening who haven't tried online dating or they might have lapsed from it? Like, what would you just kind of give them as parting advice? Honestly, as like is my general approach in life, just give it a shot. Like, come with it well-intentioned, you know, knowing who you are as a person and just give it a try. It doesn't have to be for everyone it's not for everyone, but you also might find something good. So yeah, I will never tell someone to like shut themselves off from a potential experience or from something like that. So yeah, give it a go. Love that. No, thank you so much for joining me on this episode and being completely honest. And thank you for putting out that that Twitter thread. I look forward to, <laughs> look forward to seeing the updates on how your, your dating <laughs> life goes. And I'm, I'm going to post um, your tweet in the description box so people can click on it find out follow you and then your instagram all that good stuff but if there's anything you'd like to say or plug before you go please please do so now yeah no just thanks for having me this is actually such a fun conversation i'm a little bit sad it's over but yeah also guys that hinge thread take it with a pinch of salt we're just here to kiki it's not that serious okay and yeah again uh, model content creator you can find me on instagram at ndori that's n-d-zero-u-r-i and you can find me there on Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. You know what? Since since you said that, I'm gonna why don't you stick around? I've got two more short segments that you can you can join me to co-host with and it'd be good to get your thoughts. But thank you for for being, but I won't say goodbye to you just yet. Advice podcast. So um it's time to celebrate. So we're celebrating as a segment where essentially we celebrate something good that's happening i take a recent development and we just talk about why it's cause for celebration so we'll do that segment next and we've also got that's mad which is pretty much self-explanatory but we this week we are celebrating the fact that according to the figures from the office for national statistics um fewer people in england are contacting covid so it was one in 75 people last the week ending 31st of july and before that, it was one in 65. So we want it to be one in more and more people so that it's less, less common. What are your thoughts about COVID cases on the decrease in England, finally? I mean, that's always a good thing. I think, obviously, you know, without ripping too much into the Tory government, it's been completely mishandled on every level. But to hear that, you know, there's a decrease, I mean, it doesn't really feel like it. I don't know. Doesn't it yeah, feel it like, feel like, it. like, I feel like I've heard of more people who I know getting COVID more than mm-hmm. ever, like more than throughout this whole pandemic. But if statistically they're saying the cases are going down, I'll take it. And yeah, let's celebrate it because, you know, this is something that has been such a strain on people you know, mentally, physically, emotionally. And I guess to hear news that like, you know, we're gradually coming out of that, that can't be a bad thing. For sure, for sure. And without getting into a conversation about 
the vaccine. I think, yeah, actually, let's not let's not even do that. There's multiple episodes <laughs> that I've done on on the vaccine. I myself, I've had my first jab. I'm waiting Sorry. for. Okay, you've had. Okay, we can talk about it. Then <laughs> we've had. We've had <laughs> I saw I saw a recent graphic or tweet or something which was really really helpful where they basically said basically if you want to get it you don't want to get it that's fine but to wish like to wish bad things to happen to someone because they haven't followed your advice is wicked so like for instance if you are an anti-vaxxer and you and you say stuff like oh when you get the vaccine watch what's going to happen to you and it's like why would you actually yeah do you know do you know what I mean and I and I totally agree I I had a guest on the podcast before I think I had she was a she was a nurse or a pharmacist and she said that um when she was dealing with people on like who were dying who were in intensive care who were dying from COVID they would have killed to have the vaccine and those Mm. people aren't here anymore so it's like it's very rich for me, someone who doesn't have to go into the office to be like, I'm not taking the vaccine when there are people who don't didn't have a choice and have died. So I don't know what 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 are your thoughts on the on the vaccine and people still not wanting to get vaccinated? I think um as of everything, it's a personal choice, but I think people need to understand that like your choices have consequences. Mm. So if there's a decision and there's a route that you're gonna take, stick by it no matter what the consequence um is. And, you know, don't now shy away from a consequence of a decision that you've consciously made and stuck through. Um, I'll say that um, I think also, you know, there's all these talks about vaccine passports and limiting people's freedoms Mm -hmm. based on whether they have a vaccine or not. That I fundamentally disagree with. But what I will say is that if you if you choose not to have the vaccine, then there's other things that you have to do. So we've made the choice that, okay, in order to curb this virus, we are going to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. You making that decision, wear your mask, take your test frequently and, you know, social distance, isolate all of the above. But what I personally won't tolerate is someone saying that they're not taking the vaccine, that they won't wear a mask and that they won't isolate or do kind of Mm. any precautionary measure to try and like curb this um situation like we all need to take we all all need to play our part at the end of the day some of us chose to take our part by taking the vaccine if you don't choose to take the vaccine there's actually several ways in which you can contribute to you know you know ending this thing and you should totally and I think if you choose not to do those things then yeah that's when it becomes a selfish decision and that's when it becomes something that you kind of have to critique yeah big big facts Nah, that's a bit mad still. That's mad. So that's mad. This segment is where I take news, which is absolutely crazy. And just, again, dissect it, talk about it. And what's mad this week is WizKid sold out his O2 show in just 12 minutes. We're talking about the guy who started his music career at just 11 years of age. And he's quickly become one of the biggest... um, Nigeria's biggest artist, but African artist, one of the biggest artists in the world, period. Um, other artists to sell out the O2, so, uh, you know, quickly. Beyonce, she sold it out in 12 minutes in 2014. Rihanna sold it out in 10 minutes, 2011. The Spice Girls sold it out in 38 seconds back in 2007. Possible? Listen, listen. <laughs> Were you one of the people who, like me, who had multiple tabs, multiple devices open trying to get tickets? I have very lovely friends who are oh, for me. Oh my! So you've got ticket ready? I do. Oh man, that's why you're smart. That's why you. That's why you <laughs> were on the pod nice and early because you haven't gone through the torture, which is you know. Be- I was literally watching everyone. Like guys, I am so sorry. <laughs> I was on it from nine thirty, and then at ten, it told me there's twenty, there's eighteen thousand people ahead of you. I said. The math isn't mathing. How does that make any it's sense? It's not. And honestly, the whole 12 minutes thing, that has to be capped because I know that five minutes in, they were talking about gone. no tickets available. Exactly. So they need to revise that statistic. I because... Exactly. But yeah, that was crazy. And the reactions on Twitter, like as it was happening afterwards was just insane. Like it was just so hilarious. Um, but obviously for Whisker, this is a massive accomplishment. I think I think I saw somewhere that it's like the third time he sold out the O2. Damn. So, yeah, honestly, big, big ups to him. Like, I love WizKid. I've loved him since I was, like, 12 years old. So Okay, so you're not one um, of the people that found out about him from Essence? No way. I'm not part of Essence gang. Let that be known. I've been there since Superstar, all right? Okay, okay exactly. Nah, 
Did you see that tweet um, about this girl who was holding yes. auditions to yes. get hold of her? I fully. What I'm more surprised about is that there was 30 people in that group. There wasn't even like she was doing yeah. it. Do what you want, but the people were actually doing it. Yeah, no, but I think I think her approach was the right one to take because I I was talking to my friend. She's got tickets, and she's like, "Oh, I hope he sings Brown Skin Girl." And I was like, "Lady, friend, if I can even call you that anymore." I was gonna say, "What is that? What you is that? What you taking my place in the thing?" I want to hear "Don't Doll." That's what I want to hear. What are you talking about, <laughs> Brown Skin Girl? Like, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I don't even know the album, but I'm just there for the vibes." <laughs> I was like, obviously she listened to like a few songs on the album, but like it's definitely an Essence Gang thing. Like, it's not if you if you say, "Oh, do you know Tease Me? Do you know Pakurumoa?" She'll probably look at you blankly. But you know, it is the game is the game. You have to charge it to the game. Anyway, I'm just, <laughs> what's mad is Wizkid hasn't announced that he's got four more dates coming. I, I need that. Because I just saw a video of this guy. I don't know who this man is, but he was with Wizkid. And then he's like, oh, you know, you know, people want tickets. People want tickets. And Wizkid himself said more tickets are coming. Cool. Another date. Cool. That came from Wizkid's own mouth. Oof. So Oof. because okay. honestly, it wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have made Look at the demand. Look at the The demand. The demand is there. So he was doing like 5 million dates in the US and he was giving us one stupid date in London. He he needs to do... He can do a week. He could do. I really... When Drake Drake last came, he had multiple dates. Mm -hmm. No, I I totally believe... I totally believe he could. So, hey, you guys don't like second time rounds. <laughs> on that, on that one, it's definitely time to get you off the podcast. I didn't know that you were one of the lucky ones, but it's it's genuinely been a pleasure having you and Likewise. sharing sharing your story. Um, look forward to yeah, seeing how fruitful your future hinge and online dating <laughs> endeavors and escapades. Um, I'm after you, but I'll keep you guys updated please, on that. <laughs> Please do, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. And, Thank you and for take having care. me. Take care. Advice podcast. Thank you, Kezia, once again for joining me to talk about this topic. Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't left a review, I am on my knees. I'm begging. Please go into Apple Podcasts and leave a review, or you know, on Twitter hashtag Advice Podcast at me. Message me. Let me know what you thought of this episode also let me know what topics that don't get discussed enough you would like me to talk about in future episodes just make sure you let me know what i'm doing it's just me now guys like i'm doing it by myself i need to know that you guys are vibing with it what needs to change what needs to be improved i'm all here for it but please stay safe have a good week enjoy your summer hopefully the weather gets better it's as i'm talking it's currently really gloomy and overcast but next week's looking a bit sunny so hopefully the barbecues and the heat waves can all come back and we can you know go back to enjoying that and yeah so whatever you're doing just take it easy bless i'll see you on the other side when we discuss another topic that doesn't get discussed enough in two weeks time peace out guys bless